Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I was looking to party. What? I do want to party. Yeah, this bar that you're apparently going to. Yeah, Kaplan's. Going to a- <laughs> Kaplan's. Kaplan's. Just happened Kaplan's. to be Kaplan's. It's a great bar. Yeah. It's on uh, National. Do you walk right, in and say uh, Cappy's? By the way, Rui Achamara is really good. Dude. <laughs> is that really high-level NBA an- analyst there? He's, I mean. Dude. Uh, he's really you good. You know, he's already part of the finishing lineup. He's good. He's really good. He's he kind was of. A, he was a good get. He was like exactly what they needed, like a wing defender who can also shoot some threes and give them an, like. That's kind of, I was watching him the other night. I go, man, he's kind of, that was, I, I, he's kind of good. Like, I don't think I've watched him play very much because he was on the Wizards for all right, those years. Right, right. You know, you just see him a couple times a year, or like when I'm watching League Pass, but they're, they haven't been a particularly relevant team the last few years. No, not so at you'd all. You'd only watch them when they're playing somebody relevant. Correct. But he's, yeah, he, he fits. He fits. And Dennis um, Schroeder's been really good. Excellent. He's been really good. Um, y- you know, the finishing lineup last night was uh, LeBron, AD, Rui Achimura, Dennis Schroeder, and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you think when I-, I think Austin Reeves has to go right back into the finishing lineup, don't you? Maybe. Um, I think Rui kind of takes his role a bit. The-, the question is always to me, is Westbrook in the finishing lineup? Because sometimes he is and sometimes he isn't. Correct. He's been yes. under control during the game. Darvin lets him play, and if he's kind of been out of control making mistakes, then he doesn't, which is, I mean, it's like from night, it used to be a story. Every night is like, oh, wow, Russ, Russ got benched at the end of the game, and now it's just game to game, see how it goes, see if it's in the flow of the game. It's really it's really a big deal considering how big a deal it was, it, how, how not a big deal it is now. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, Berg, although Bergman, you, uh, Russ had a great overtime. He was fantastic in the overtime. He was the best player on the floor for the Lakers yeah. in overtime. But, but he's always he's always up and down. He's, he's always he's always up and down. He was up and down throughout the game, just in general. And he mm-hmm. he was a reason that they lost a few of these games over the last couple of weeks. So Bergman, what's your finishing lineup? So once once everybody is healthy. Yeah, once everybody's healthy. I think you need to have Schroeder in the lineup. Yeah. Well, obviously you're gonna have you're gonna have Rui, AD, and Braun. Those three are are final. Correct. And then it comes down to Schroeder has to be in your finishing lineup, and then I put Austin Reeves in there too. Either Schroeder and Austin Reeves. Yeah. I think Schroeder or um, I think instead of Reeves or maybe Troy Brown. He's been good. Troy Brown could be in that spot too, but I I think Reeves what he brings defensively is a little bit better than I think it depends on who they're playing and their height because Troy Brown can guard a little bit taller than Reeves. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a bigger guard. So uh, what uh, what is the status of Austin Reeves? Do you, does anybody know? The last I saw, he was being reevaluated, so I haven't seen what's happened since then. Okay, well, I will, we'll I will look, look, look that into out. it. Though. Yeah, look look into that. Look into that. All right. So uh, I came across this uh, story, and uh, by the way, Lakers uh, won last night at Madison Square Garden, uh, triple double for LeBron. Uh, he is now, let's see, he's now eighty nine points away from becoming the all time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. So, Momo, what's your favorite band? I think I'll go with Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. How many times have you seen them in concert? Four or five now. Four or five? Yeah, okay. four or five times. Uh, Jorge, do you have a favorite band? 
I really don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. You don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Who's your favorite artist? Uh that you've say, seen in concert. Oh, Jay Z for sure. Yeah. How many times have you seen Jay Z? I saw him three different times. Three times. So yeah. Fleetwood Mac, you you thought five times. Jay Z three times for Jorge. Uh Bergman, what about you? So I, the the band that I see the most and I probably like the most is Three Eleven. I know that's a weird one, but it yeah. is a weird one. It is, but I like them. They're great. How many times? Probably seen them three eleven to eleven. Yeah, three hundred eleven. <laughs> yeah, uh, <it's, laughs> ten or eleven. Ten or eleven times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're yeah. a three three eleven super. That's a lot. They're great in concert. Absolutely fantastic. So for me, it's you two. Yeah. Uh, Momo, in fact, you and I went to yeah, a we went. concert, uh, which fun. was fantastic. How many times uh, have you seen I them? usually see them more than one time when they come to L.A. I think I saw them twice on their last uh, trip through at the Kia Forum, or I guess it was just the Forum then. Now it's the Kia Forum. Um, but I, I've seen them probably six times, six times, maybe seven mm-hmm. times. I've seen Springsteen maybe four times, five times, something like that. Bill Walton has seen... Uh, either the uh, the uh, the Grateful Dead or the Dead, what do they call it? The Dead and Company. Okay. Over a thousand oh, times. Wow. Over a thousand times. Now I understand. I've never been to a a, a concert of uh, of the Grateful Dead. Have you? No. It's not my what thing. Is the, what I've is driven the, by one. They they used to have it at Shoreline Amphitheater up when I was at school. Yeah, and you'd so what, see like the crowd. It was like, oh. <laughs> and is it a big stoner crowd? What yeah, is it? it's like it's like aging hippies. It's like a it's like a old old like fifty to seventy year old people. It's Bill Walton. Yeah, it's Bill Walton. Yeah. I guess it is Bill Walton. A lot yeah. of a lot of like but bikers. a thousand times. It's jam band, so you have to yeah. like that style of music where they're going to play a song and it's going to last thirty-five minutes. Yeah, um, you know who else has a following like this? Fish. Fish, fish is does. Huge. Yep. Yep. Fish. Yep. Uh, my cousin is a fish head. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Dave brother Matthews has yeah. this following too. Yeah, like like my cousin's probably seen fish a hundred times, like around the country. Like they fall, he, you know. He'll he's always like, "Hey, do you have any hookups in New York to get me tickets?" And I'm like, "Dude, is this for fish again?" Fish is playing at the Hollywood Bowl, I noticed. They watch, up. like, live streams. I bet oh, he'll come God. down. He won't come down to see me, but he'll come down to see Fish. I bet. Interesting. When are they yeah. playing at the Bowl? I just, I don't think there's a single, uh, they're playing in uh, April. I don't oh, yeah, think there's a single act I would see a thousand times. I mean, you wouldn't it, see U2 a thousand times? Would you, would you watch U2 thousand? on a live stream? No. I know, me neither. It's just I'm not, I'm, I'm not I'm, there. Like, I love them. Like yeah. I am, I, I they're in my playlist when I go out walking and stuff. I mm-hmm. I love classic U two, but I no interest in seeing them uh, more than once or twice when they come to town. Uh, they put on some great shows. I I saw them at uh, what was then Staples Center during the Vertigo tour, and they had this great heart shaped uh, stage that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw we saw them at the Forum where they had that gigantic video contraption machine uh, up there that was amazing so they always put on a good show but i i will draw the line at six or seven times maybe i'll see uh you two ten times in my life something like that that'll be enough um all right i wanted to get to this other thing i have uh, been burning on the idea of me in ireland setting a guinness book of world records and many of these will not work for us like the eating ones you know somebody eats you know, 178 yeah. chicken nuggets in 30 seconds or whatever the hell it is. Remember we tried the crackers? <laughs> oh, we tried the crackers. That was 
terrible. <laughs> Did not work. But how many crackers was that? That was like eat ten X number of saltines in a sixty second period. Mm-hmm. That was that was terrible. So a friend of mine. Uh, this is uh, a buddy of mine says uh, there's a Guinness Book of World Record for fist bumps, and it's 273 times in 30 seconds. Oh my gosh! So that's basically <laughs> right. It's 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 going yeah. super super fast. Now, do we have a shot at that? 273 nope. fist bumps in 30 seconds. Because there has to be separation between each one, right? Correct. It's got to literally be I'm on YouTube. You can see. What well, you doing. use both hands. Use so you're both going hands. back and forth. So like, right. think you about go it. back and forth. Who's counting? How do you, how do you even count? I don't even know. Well, you count. Bergman, you would have to count. No, Corey, you would have to count. Yeah, we can do get we it on any? video. We can do it on video, slow mo and then we can count them. Oh, that's do we have idea. any shot at 273 fist bumps? No. No. No? So. No. It seems so easy. No, I know it does. Really. Like, I'm, I'm trying to. It's like. Is it fist? I mean, you have to do it really, 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 really fast. Fist bump. Oh, so like Jorge, if you turned around, right like there. you, you and I would go fist bump going back and forth. I know that's a very weird shot on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, it is a very weird shot. Um, that's the only Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> I know of that we could break. Momo can't handle it. I'm not doing yeah, that with you, dog. You guys are ridiculous. You guys are ridiculous. Well, okay. Let me put this out there. So, first of all, I, I intend to try the 273 fist bumps with Ireland. Do you think we can get them to go on that? I, I think John Ireland would try anything. Okay. Is there another world record that we could break? How about Ireland it? will not even entertain this conversation when he's here. But really? there has to be something. I think Ireland would. I, I think this is something that's important for you in your legacy. Well, my legacy to get in the Guinness. <laughs> this Book feels of world like record. a legacy play to me. No, it feels like a bit to me. Oh, oh, that too. Yeah, it's a bit. Hey, what's the longest someone has been buried alive? Because you did that for a long time. I did that for forty-eight hours. Is that I don't know rule? what the record I mean, is, is record? for being buried alive. Maybe you already have it. Forty-eight hours. Probably not. I, somebody asked me if I would do that again. Would you? <laughs> um, for the right price. <laughs> How about oh, we're paying fame? You? Infamy. It, well, not even infamy, just fame, right? A thousand yeah. mythical dollars. A thousand mythical no, dollars would I allow myself to be buried alive no for 48 way. hours. Well, more no than way. that. Just you go as long as you can. A hundred thousand. You need to go a hundred thousand. So mythical here's the thing. I, I that mentioned sounds this. like torture to me. Uh, it was it was hard. In, in fact, at the on the last night, well, the last night there were only two. On the on the second night, I had them. There was this tube leading up to, uh, you know, oxygen in the air and everything. And I said, "Do me a favor, just drop a bottle of Nyquil down here because I've got to knock myself yeah. out." And I did. That's the only way yeah. I got through it. Only way I got through. So it. I have 112 mythical dollars. I'll give you 111. You'll give me 111,000 of your mythical dollars? Yeah, yeah. I'll give you basically all my mythical money if you stay there as long as you possibly can past 48 hours. Past for, so 49 hours is okay. Yes, 49 hours. So yeah, okay. 49. Yeah. 49 hours. Okay. Um, wow. I would do it. If you can find somebody to uh, to put it together, I would definitely do it. No way we can get through legal with that. <laughs> <There's just laughs> you not, don't think so? No, probably not. <laughs> 
Um, I've got, so I, I mentioned last week, I've got this thing called the Legacy Box. Momo, do you know what a Legacy Box it's, is? Is it like a bucket list? No, no, it's where you can take all your old uh, audio tapes and videotapes and you can get them digitized so oh, you can cool. actually go back and watch them. One of these tapes I'm sending in says, Buried Alive. So I want to see yeah. what that video looks like. Apparently there's video of me doing the Buried Alive bit, which would verify it for everybody. I, but I it was still a real can't thing. believe you did that. Yeah, I did. That's cr- that to me is like my worst nightmare. That's, that's so scary. I did many stupid radio bits. Literally lived on a billboard for three weeks. That that sucks, but I think buried alive is worse. Buried alive is is was the toughest thing. I'm I've like ever getting done. nervous just thinking about it. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> Momo, have you ever been on a private plane? I have. Okay, I want to talk to you about that coming up next. Um, Momo on the PJ and her private plane situation. <laughs> Mason, Ireland, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm a Lakers fan since the 80s, and I believe Eddie Jones has more of a connection to Laker fans than LeBron. I respect him and don't mind if he is the GOAT, but it's more national than local. Momo? Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's, it's just a more national record. But I, I, I hope that it um, – what I've, I've enjoyed doing is going down memory lane with Kareem stories. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really – I had fun diving into the SI vault, which is the old Sports Illustrated stories that were written about him at the time. Right. Um, and he's – you know, he's really – like this has given me a new appreciation for his career because I, I, I had one perception of it growing up in L.A. as a – I guess I was I was born in 79, so so I was so most of my elementary school years were watching the Showtime Lakers. Right. And I remember Kareem being older at the end, but I don't think I realized that he was 38 years old in 1985. Wow. And that's like midway through the Celtics-Lakers thing. Right, right. Like, they won in 85. He's going into the final year of his contract. He's already 38. They are thinking about him retiring. And he plays another... He plays until 91. Okay, so he plays... And it's it's kind of amazing how... how, He scored another 5,000 points at that point. Like how good he was yeah, that late in his career, and and when he was thirty eight, he was in his seventeenth season. No one had ever played more than seventeen seasons at that point. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Like we don't talk about Kareem enough because he played with Magic. So Kareem, this is uh, 
direct from Kareem mm-hmm. via the AP. When I broke Wilt Chamberlain's scoring record in 1984, the year LeBron was born, yep. mm-hmm. it bothered Wilt, yep. who'd had a bit of a one-sided rivalry with me since I'd started doing so well in the NBA. I don't feel that way towards LeBron. How do you feel Kareem is is actually taking this? Um, I believe he is going to handle it well. Um, I don't know what he's going to say or anything, but let me let me read you something from Kareem. Okay. Okay. This was this was from Kareem's book. Yep. Um, and he actually used uh, it was on his second book, yep. and uh, it was he, the first one was uh, Giant Steps, and the other one is just called. For, okay, hold on, I'll get the other name. That's not the important part. He actually wrote um, a note to uh, Wilt Chamberlain in this okay. book, and it's not great. It's not a it's not no. a kind note to Wilt. In the book, he <laughs> he rips Wilt Chamberlain for a full three pages in italics, no less. This is from Sports Illustrated in nineteen eighty in whatever year, uh, with words like these under the headline. An open letter to Wilt Chumperlame. <laughs> really? Yeah. Muhammad Ali, he set the record straight on your attribute, saying to me, Wilt can't talk, he's ugly, and he can't move, which says it all. So when I dropped those 50 points on you at the forum, I was just taking advantage of your weak defensive skills. I, I mean, <laughs> that, like, this was this was a, a not a good relationship between so Wilt. Wilt and Kareem did yeah. not... <laughs> Did not get along. Yeah, and he adds, people will remember that I worked with my teammates and helped us win. You will be remembered as a whiny crybaby and a quitter. Stats and all. <laughs> like, this is literally in Kareem's book. Whoa. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. Things that get lost to history. I'll send you the, I'll send you the uh, story. Yeah, send me, send me that. Wilt Chumper yeah, this- Lame. <laughs> Was it Chumper Lame or Chumper Lane? Lame. Lame. L-A-M-E. Chumper Lame. That's even better. Wilt Chumper Lame. Min. You know, <laughs> so how? So wait a minute. So what do you think's really? There's a thought bubble above Kareem's head. When LeBron breaks yeah. the record, what does it say? Um, cool, good for you. Right? Like, That's I, it. I I think he's going to say and do all the right things. I have asked this question because, as you know, Kareem has been critical of LeBron via his Substack. Uh, columns he said a few unkind things about LeBron in the past Um, then he kind of walked it back after the last one and I think from what I can tell all is well there's going to be some some congratulations there will be a nice um, on court thing I I think everyone's going to be nice here I don't think there's going to be a a, a letter like the but what's in the what's in the thought balloon above his head Maybe like, like if like I would have gone straight to the NBA, I'd have scored another up. four grand, four thousand points. Or oh, how many how many three pointers do you think Kareem made in his career? How many how three many points? three pointers? Yeah, how many three pointers count as part of his thirty eight thousand like points? Zero. Uh, like was it even there? Thirty. One. One. The answer yeah, is different one. Era. Different era, but like think about how many more points Kareem could have had. Right. <laughs> So like there's you know all, those all time great guys those 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 goat guys they 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 hold on to things like that I'm sure yeah yeah, yeah why not I don't think we're gonna get a Wilt Trumper lame um, no answer that's here. probably he's not gonna, gonna be classy he's, he's probably let go of it it just you know I'll send you this story it's I enjoyed reading this one yeah okay good good <laughs> yeah send me that um, okay. all right so the Super Bowl 
is a week from Sunday, and I read a story about private planes and the number of private planes that will be flying into Phoenix, the Phoenix area, for the Super Bowl. Now, flying yacht company CEO Michaela Renee says it's just a whole different high-end experience. It's like getting into your limousine as opposed to stepping onto a bus. Momo, you say you've been on a private plane. What's that like? Um, the, just to be clear, I did not pay for this private plane. I okay. was I was on somebody else's. On private, somebody else's. Yeah, it was not mine. Plane, right. Okay. Um, it was pretty nice. It was uh, I'll, you have I'll tell to wear the, a seatbelt. Uh, nope. I don't think I don't. I don't think they made you do that. <laughs> See, that's like one of the great lies. On yeah. private planes, they don't wear seatbelts. Yeah, I don't think you do. I. I remember, um, I'll tell you this story, and it's there's no way I can tell this story without it sounding like a flex, so I'm just going to try not to No, do it. just flex. Right. I don't care. Flex. Um, I wrote on Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavaliers private mm-hmm. plane, after a, it was it was like anything for a story, okay? So I was doing a story in the Cavs while they were in the, in the finals, and it was the year they won, um, and I had always... Uh, you know, I'd always thought I could go try to talk to Dan Gilbert and get him to open up a little bit. It was the same year the RMC was going to be in Cleveland. He had delivered that to the uh, to Cleveland, and so there was this there was a good story in there. And so I I was talking to him one night, and he has this uh, man cave at the at the Quicken Loans Arena there, where he and his buddies watch the game. Okay. And so after the game was over, we were in the middle of a, a fairly deep conversation. They were in a great mood. They'd won 10 in a row. We were still talking. I was like, hey, do you do you want to talk again next game or something? And he was, or do you, you know, where you go? He's like, we got to get going. Wheels up. You know, he flies back to Detroit after every game because okay. he lives in Detroit, which. Got it. Um, and uh, he goes, Two oh, garden spots, Cleveland to Detroit. Cleveland to Detroit. By the way, Cleveland, I, uh, Cleveland and Detroit. No, Cleveland is a very underrated city. Yeah. Detroit is not. It's properly rated. (laughs) Oh, you're bringing back that bit. Yeah. Um, It is properly. I mean, I spent time in Detroit. It's, uh, you know, it's fine. It's okay. Uh, So, so anyway, so he, so we, I basically said, or I could just, he's like, we got to go. His buddies were like, let's get back. Let's, let's get on the plane. I was like, well, I could just go with you. And he's like, well, how would you get back? I was like, I'll take a cab or something. Like, he's like, it's three hours. I'm like, whatever. I'll take a cab back. It's fine. So I just kind of talked my way onto the private jet. And we finished the interview on the plane. Wow. And it was like, you take a car to the private airfield. You you don't need a ticket or anything. You just get on the plane. <laughs> it's like getting in the Uber. Right. So you don't have to go through security. No, none of that. Um, you just get on the plane. They bring you a bunch of drinks before you take off. They bring you whatever you want while you're there. How many it, people were on the plane? Uh, five. Five and do, do you uh, did you get a signed seat like no, were you in sit 3E wherever you want or something sit wherever you want I think sit there was like, you want I think there was probably like twelve seats on the plane like maybe six on each side and you just sit wherever you want sit down get a drink it was only like a thirty minute flight it was really close just up and across the Great Lake there see I always wanted to fly in a private plane it was, I it was pretty that'd fun be really cool yeah you know do Jet Suite X that's like almost a private what plane. is Jet Suite X that is a um, a company that operates out of Burbank Airport now, okay. and it flies to Oakland and Phoenix and Vegas, and it costs maybe double uh, what Southwest would, maybe sometimes a little less than double if you get okay. in early. And there's like, I would say there's like 30 seats, maybe 40 seats on the plane, but it's basically like a private jet. And um, you have to have a ticket, but the security is real light. You don't go through an airport. It's a private air terminal, and you go 
and you just kind of get on and off real fast. The only thing it's only as hard is they don't have that many flights. So there's like one or Do two. Do you go through security? Uh, they have their own security, which is basically like like a metal detector, like one little thing. And like, how much does it cost to get a Jet Suite X? Probably double the cost of Southwest. And you each pay individually. You're not actually yeah, renting the jet. Right. You each pay individually. So, so like, if you're going up and back, instead of it being $300, it's probably like five or 600 See, I can't even bring myself to buy first class or business class tickets. Yeah, it's a quick, but you know, it's nice. You don't go through the airport at all. Like, you can get, like, you can get to your flight. Let's say your flight's at three o'clock. You can get there at like 2.40. Just like pull up. They got a valet there. You walk through this, you hand them your ticket, walk through the valet, and just get right on the plane. Bergman, private jet. Have you ever been on one? I have been on a private jet. Get out of here. I have. It was beautiful and wonderful. So when? when? I was, when I was younger, probably so some between eight and twelve in that range. I okay. used to go to this. I used, I've talked about it before. I go mm-hmm. to this camp in Northern California, and we would. My aunt and uncle used to have a private jet, so they would fly us up there on the jet, and it was fantastic. It had wow. you sit on seats. Yeah. There's no you don't have to. There's food all on there. Yeah, there's lots of food. Tons of food. You just get up. It's like a buffet, and you just walk up there and you grab whatever oh you want. God. It was fantastic. I wish they still had it. You know, you should, Mace, you should do that when you guys go to spring training. Yeah. Okay. Get the Jet Suite X from Burbank to Phoenix. There and back, because you can go in the morning. There's usually one kind of in the morning. And just pop on that over and back, and it's really... It's really a good experience. Like you don't have to fight the the. the I would the like to do it crowds. once, but I'd like to be on somebody their fam- you know somebody famous on their plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I mean that was fun going on Dan Gilbert's plane, but I I had to write a story. We had to, you know, I had to. Um, then I had to get home. I had to yeah, get back. Right. I was like in Detroit. I was like, okay, so that was great for the story and the interview, but now, how am I going to get back? Yeah, I was I I was thinking. <laughs> Like, How the fancy people live is always fascinating to me. Leonard yeah. DiCaprio. And, they, and that's, they, they, that's literally how he gets to work. I mean, that's how he gets to every game. Yeah, that's amazing. And they have a little game like, oh, is it going to be 25 minutes today or 27? Oh, what do you think? What time are we going to land? What a life. This is such a flex. It is. I, I, it wasn't my plane. <laughs> I told you to go ahead and flex. You did. Yeah. I'm All right, just doing uh, the story. I'm just, you know. No, it's, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, so an, a record number of private jets going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> This year, and I'm sure that's like one of the private jet destinations that that always gets that much traffic, right? Yeah. So, hey, Mace, um, Lakers just put out that LeBron James is questionable tomorrow. Ah, there we go. Questionable. There so we that go. Could, that could be the sitting night. Dang that it! Now, could can't be. you guys root for me? <laughs> what do you mean? We not have a you. bad day on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> because if he sits out, then most likely it happens against Milwaukee. Correct. On Thursday. Yeah. So questionable for the day. at Indiana. Correct. Questionable there. But he's always questionable <sighs> because of his left ankle soreness, so you never know when he's going mm-hmm. to sit and not sit. So if he, if he were to not play tomorrow night, that would give him at New Orleans, home OKC, home Milwaukee. You're right, Momo. Trade deadline and LeBron breaking the record <sighs> would both happen next Thursday against Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Celebrating Russell Westbrook being traded. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing something out there. Yeah. <laughs> Momo didn't like that. Momo didn't like that. That's yeah. rough. Yeah, there was a weird hug in the tunnel. It was a weird hug, in the, a weird hug in the tunnel. That no, was a weird it, hug in oh, the you, tunnel. Did you see that? That was a weird hug in the tunnel. LeBron hugged them weird in the well, tunnel. People hug weird. In, no, no, in Brooklyn. Like, it, was a, real weird. it was like a... Who'd he hug? Kyrie or Russ? No, Russ. Russ. Oh. 
Oh, this is the night he didn't play in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. the night he didn't play in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, I don't think Russ is getting traded. I don't either. Mm. Well, who's mm, me? Me? I'm not in the room. Uh, like, do you know something? I don't know. Why would I know anything? I'm not an insider. Like, <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> listen. But Bergman, I just, I just, he knows enough to go. Mm. He's throwing stuff at the wall. I am throwing stuff at the wall. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Have you been on Reddit again? Yeah. No, probably. I haven't been on in a while. I should go on Reddit and see what's uh, going on. Reddit is just. I'm just, gonna go che- I'm just gonna check it out. Twitter <laughs> is okay. Reddit truly is a cesspool. Yeah, it really is. It is an absolute cesspool. All right, coming up next, uh, Aaron Andrews. Interesting. Her biggest fear. Ooh. That's coming up next for you. Plus, um, let's do the. Oh, somebody's. Wait, I know, got one. I got one. Okay. What, I had a dream the other night. Please. Okay, well, let's get to that. Mama had down. a dream. Uh, so we got those two things coming up for you. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me ask you guys a serious question. Does this YouTube make, make me look fat? <laughs> okay, see, you want to know the, the, you want to know the real answer? Oh, I do. Okay, the camera, the angle you have it at is aiming up. Oh. So, so I do look fat. Yeah, because of the, angle, the, the way you have the camera set up. If it was oh, in front damn. of you, different story. Uh, so I gotta, I'll hold it like this. It's got to be Somebody like says eye level in your, directly in, the, in, front of uh, in the chat, Mace looking like Lord Palpatine right before he turned. <laughs> <laughs> so cold alright so Momo you had a dream we were talking about dreams the other day whether they mean yeah. anything and you had one uh, that you wanted to share tell us okay so I uh, and I wrote it down because I I, I we, we just had this conversation so this was Tuesday morning yes okay? uh, my dream was about having to come up with a script for an 80 for Brady spinoff they okay. have a big meeting at my house to like pitch ideas, but I'm not dressed and my house is really messy. And it was like everyone came over, like Sally Field and all the real, like Rita Moreno, they're all coming over to my house. But my house is messy and I'm not dressed. The plot is that, that we started to come up with is that they have to keep having a series of uncomfortable dinners in Hawaii, but we have to figure out why they would all be there. Okay, That's what so, I wrote as soon as I woke up from my weird dream. So the cast of 80, a little white lotus The cast of 80 for Brady yeah, we were, is at your house. It's messy, and you're not dressed. Yeah, like I look terrible, and we're having a big meeting. And you're sketching out a story which involves Sally Field and Rena Moreno and those like people a sequel all going to, this. to Hawaii. Like a sequel to this. Like, so like, what was our plot going to be? Like, I remember part of the dream was like trying to think of, like, okay, so we get these, we're all back together, and we're in Hawaii, and we're having a bunch of weird dinners but like, why are we there? And I and that was the whole. Okay, so eighty for Brady. When did you have that dream? 
It was Monday. Oh, so so it was Monday night into Tuesday. So we did our show Monday. We talked about dreams and what they mean. Do you we think all- maybe something in your subconscious knew Tom Brady was about to retire? Could be, but I think it was more that we talked, we saw that um, ad on the show that day. I've been seeing ads for that movie. Oh my God, there's so many ads for it. And somebody said, I want to see it. And I said, yeah, that would be a good movie. I think I saw that ad. Didn't we also talk about Marie Kondo not wanting to clean up her house and your house was messy in this dream? Yes, that's part of it. And you're supposed to be having like an organizer come over. Yeah, I have an organizer come, yeah. But there was something about me being really not prepared there was something about like I think the the root of this dream is not feeling prepared and not feeling um, like ready for the moment like some sort of like self-hatred thing there okay so <laughs> you identify of. with Sally Field Rita Moreno Lily Tomlin Jane Maybe. Fonda probably because they're women right powerful yeah. women in the business yeah uh, you're not dressed yeah, I'm not ready for it or something, I guess. Not ready for it. It's an anxiety dream. It didn't feel too anxious, though. Like, it felt kind of more like a get your act together, Shelburne. Like, it felt like a, you know, go get cleaned up. Something like that. Hey! Walk in! Come on! Walk in! <laughs> kind of felt like that. Okay, that actually kind of so, scared me, Ireland. Jeez. That, that actually did scare me, I don't know where the too. Hawaii thing comes from, but it feels very white lotusy. Okay. Uh, feel, Bergman, know. your analysis. Uh, I think you guys not put it straight up. It's exactly yeah. that. She's just worried and about her, about her house and how it looks. I like the white. You're worried about being. You're worried about being shown up by these other women right. in the business, right? Maybe. Maybe you're I, not ready. They I are I'm not put together. Like I'm not put something like about how I look and not feeling put together. Maybe I've been you know eating. I was eating too much. Maybe I was a little mad at myself. I. I ate at night. I've been trying not to eat at night. I might have ate at night. Like, oh, you were telling yeah. me that story the other day. So, yeah, I mean. Could it, be something like that. Yeah. There's so, there's some sort of beating myself. Insecurities that yeah, are in there? Yeah, there's some kind of insecurities in there. And we're trying to come up with a plot. That doesn't make any sense. We could, yeah. Call me now. We could be like Miss Cleo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I think I've done what I can with this. It's enough, right? But it yeah. was But because we had just, I woke up and it was a very vivid dream. Like, I remember very much trying to come up with some plots. For the spinoff. So, before we get to the spinoff, I actually saw 80 for Brady. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was it? I really liked it. I think it's a fun movie. Delightful? Um, it's Yeah, that's actually a good word. It is delightful. I don't often use that word. But uh, those four women, Sally Field and Rita Moreno yeah. and Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda, are great. Tom Brady yeah. is actually really great in it. So is Gronk. So is Danny Amendola. I interviewed uh, the director, Kyle Marvin, for my podcast, yeah. if you want to go listen to it. Uh, it's on uh, Apple, Spotify, and at stevemason.com. Uh, but I've, I got to see it early. I thought it was great. I think it's a movie you can bring the family to. A football <laughs> movie that you can bring the family to that is not a spoiler. That's cool. That's by definition not yeah, a spoiler. Yeah, it's really not. A no, I didn't know that Brady and Gronk were in it. You spoiled it. Well, wait a minute. I think they're producers. in all the commercials, and so's Gronk. I, I think they're executive producers of that. Are they? Yeah, it's Brady's. It's yeah, Brady's like, production company. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I recommend it. It's fun. You could bring Ireland said he's going to bring his mom to the movie. Yeah, it feels like that. That's, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. Momo, uh, Momo, and Mom Momo can go. Yeah. Yeah. We call her Nana now. Nana. Yeah. It's, it's Momo and Nana. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, all right, coming up next for you, what's up, fool? All right. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Thanks, Chris. All right, so Lonzo Ball hasn't played for in almost a year's worth of games, actually, and is supposed yeah. to still be out for the rest of this year with the team not sure what's going on with him. According to a Chicago Sports Update site, the Bulls are 47-50 and 50 since the last time Lonzo played. So are we ready to call him a bust or just needs to wait on him still? Uh, he's a bust. I mean, I you know, Momo will choose more delicate terms, but, you know, he was the number Two. two overall pick in the draft, yep. and uh, the fact that he is now on his third team and has yet to get out on the floor this year, I mean, I think it's fair to say. As a unique skill set, uh, could have been a, a great, and still may, may pan out, but I would say right now it's fair to call him a bust. Momo? I will use more delicate terms. I, I said okay. you would, yeah. Because I actually, I really respect Lonzo as a player. I think he... He really is a great defensive player. He was a, he was a really good assist guy and sees the floor well. Um, but you, being out on the court is part of it, and he hasn't yep. been out there for a long time. And I, you know, he has got a tricky injury. I don't I don't know where when when or if he's coming back this year. It sounds murky. It sounds like he's not yeah, at all. Yeah, it sounds very murky to me. Um, since this is not the right form to do this, but it often goes down as like the Lakers really missed on him because they could have had Jason Tatum, and they didn't work out Jason Tatum. Jason went third overall in that draft, right? They they even they they just worked out Lonzo and Markel Fultz, and it was one of those two guys. Um, it's a rough one, right? But yeah. like that that story goes down as like a huge fail. I I think from what I've heard, and this is not just from a Laker source. This is from like people on the other side with 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 Tatum. Like I think Rob Palenka did want to work him out. I think I think it was magic did want to work out Jason. Yeah, Tatum? I think it was magic that Alonzo's the guy. Is it fair to say though that if even if the Lakers did draft Jason Tatum, he'd be in New Orleans? Probably right would have been traded. Yeah, yeah, he would have been traded for New Orleans. Maybe not. For, for Anthony Davis. Maybe well, not. Tatum took a couple years to get to he where he is now. Yeah, years. but if he was here with Kobe, and they would have been. He showed. I mean, he showed greater flashes early in his career than Lonzo did. Yeah, yeah but I mean, did. they were making that trade. Yeah, for... they went to the. They went to the. Um, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals really early, the second year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. With Jalen Brown. But, yeah. Okay. yeah but What's I mean, that, Phil? It's hard to argue that Jason yeah. Tatum wouldn't have been the better pick. Oh, no, he, he would have been, oh. but I feel like he would have been in the same trade for Anthony Davis. They were going to yeah. get Anthony Davis no matter what, I feel like. Sliding doors, nobody knows. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What's that, Phil? All right, Google so I was, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about how they are going to ask their girlfriend to marry them. Oh, and nice. He was trying to find out ways to get her ring size without being suspicious. That's tricky, yeah. So what do you think the right way to figure this out is, and how did, how did Nevin get yours, Momo? And also, what is your ring size? I think I am a seven. Um, how did Nevin get mine? I'm trying to remember. I think we had been talking about marriage, and so 
I didn't even know because I didn't really wear rings. And so like at one point I went to, I was just like out in, at a crafty kind of place and I went to a ring shop and I just kind of tried it on and then uh, tried on a few rings and I was like, oh, what, what size is this? And they were like, yeah, this still, this seems right. And I think I like um, told my mom who then told Nevin's mom like, oh, she's a... She's this size, but we had been talking about. It. There's no. There's I was no already, surprise. Yeah, there wasn't a real surprise. It was just a right. Why, of when. Don't you think if if it it's a, a surprise? Don't you think you just need to get an unsized ring and then go back and get it sized later? Jorge, oh, yeah, you uh-uh. could. Yeah, you that can. Right. But eh, I don't. It's hard. Yeah. How did you pick it out, Jorge? Uh, I walked in. Okay, so I have a friend who's a jeweler, and we went in and uh, just. He helped me actually. He's like, "Hey, Brenda, come here. Let me see. Uh, what what ring do you like?" And then she went on, and she's yeah. Like, but see, now she's obviously very yeah. Suspicious. Now she's on. No, you. no, because he no. I I wasn't even near me buying the but ring still. at the time. No, but my buddy's like, "Hey, let me see just your ring says It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't. Don't pay. Don't mind him or whatever." And then we tried on her. She tried on the ring, and then we found out her size. It's hard mm. to get. I mean, I've no. I don't even know. You said your ring size yes. is seven. I don't know. I've never worn a ring in my life, so I I got no clue. I'm but like ten and I a would, half. I would think the I, I would think giving an unsized ring makes sense if you want it to be a complete surprise. Yeah, I think the uh, the the move is probably to get one that's a little bigger on the bigger side. Like if you got a seven and a half, you'd probably be pretty safe, unless somebody has really fat fingers. Like you know, yeah. most women. So are if, seven if your half girlfriend has fat fingers, get an eight. Get an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Otherwise, I'll let them know. If, and they if can always like and they can always like make it smaller, but you can't make it. It's harder to make it bigger. Yes. <laughs> What's that, fat-fingered fiance. Yeah, I have, a, I have a fat finger. Eleven, ten and a half, eleven is my finger. So, anyway, so, so re- is that real? Yeah, you got fat fingers. I know. Nah, very <laughs> fat fingers. Seriously. Uh, okay, so a, so a friend of mine came to visit from uh, Mexico, and then he wanted to go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking: if we had to dress up as one of those characters and and, and work for pictures or work for money like that, what would you dress up as? <laughs> okay. Oh. That's a good one. Super easy Deadpool. Going right into Deadpool. <laughs> is there a Deadpool down there? Uh, there should be if there isn't. Deadpool's a great one. Yeah. You know, mm. I would want... There's always a Spider-Man. Yep. There's... Uh, Batman. I would want something where my face would be exposed so I don't have to be behind a plastic mask or a furry mask or whatever. I would think, like, Superman would be a good one for me. That's kind of fun. Superman. <laughs> Superman? With the really Steve. The, I don't fit the suit. <laughs> I don't fit the suit. You know, I was recently down on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and uh, we it is filthy. It is so freaking oh, filthy yeah. down there. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable that people come from all around the world, and they go there, and they think that's what Los Angeles is all about. Exactly. It is absolutely filthy mm. um and they should clean it up because you know it what? is a tourist destination i know what i'd go as i'd, I'd go as maryland mm. do a maryland, maryland. thing yeah do like a you know blonde wig stand over stand over the the yeah, uh the like gray. that white dress the maryland dress the white with the blonde wig i'd pull i could pull that oh, off that's a good one i don't want to yeah. wear any like wonder woman suits or anything <laughs> it's not my jam yeah. well, I'm Superman, with a so whip look out <laughs> Uh, Bergman, what about you? Oh, you I said, told you, Deadpool. Yeah, you said Deadpool. Deadpool is uh, a Jorge, do you have a choice? Yeah, I'll go as Batman. 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 Yeah. Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> now, do, now do Fast and Furious. Oh. 
It's all about the family. It's the same guy. Same guy. No, totally <laughs> different guys. Wait a minute. Let me do it again. I'm Batman. <laughs> it's all about the family. Yeah, There's same guy. such a difference. Such a difference. Got her hand on her face like the emoji. What's up, fool? What's up? All right. So, Seth Rogen has a new venture. It's called Houseplant, and it's a cannabis company. Mm. But wait, there's more. Ho- okay. Rogan will host an overnight stay of artistic revelation and relaxation in Los Angeles for only $42 a night in partnership with Airbnb. The space features a ceramic studio, a display of houseplant goodies, including record sets curated by Rogan and inspired by different cannabis strains, fully stocked fridge for after-hour snacks, sprawling views of the city, and an array of grasses and greenery. Rogan will host three one-night stays on from February 15th through the 17th for two guests each. Would you sign up for this? I think it sounds great. I think it sounds like a, that's a party right there. 42 uh, bucks. That's Four, it? Yeah, how do you, 42 bucks? That's 42 a, bucks. How many people Can you get going? all the weed for free? It's two guests each. And so it's one night, it's like there's three nights, one night stay, two guests each. You got to get on it like right now, basically. Airbnb slash a lot of availability. house plant. Yeah, but it's only, but it's only 42 bucks. Okay. Forty-two bucks is a deal. Yeah, it's cheaper than a movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a huge Seth Rogen fan. You know, it's funny. You, uh, yesterday, I was watching a clip from uh, Bill Maher's podcast. It was actually Bill Maher and Brian Cranston. They were jawing a little bit about it, uh, to each other, and Maher is just sitting there smoking a joint on this podcast. Mm. I'm like, wow, that's like he's, he's just like totally kicked back. Um, to me. Staying in a cannabis-themed hotel is a—I mean, for me, that's like heaven. Right. Sign me up. Go to Airbnb.com/houseplant. Okay. I'm, you can do it. I'm Maybe you can now. get a stay. I mean, yeah. you're, you're all the way on—you're on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You're going to bars. I mean, you might as well oh, go I'm to going Airbnb. to bars. The Hollywood Walk of Fame is filthy. You're Where out and about. I'm—I'm I'm everywhere, man. I'm, I I'm always party. I always party. <laughs> <laughs> Based with the drops today. My life is a party. It's kind of true. Yeah. But like your definition of party is different than others. Uh, I was looking at a party. Something. My definition of party is the way a lot of the town parties. Yeah. Uh, it sounds fun to me. Yeah. It's a good time. Okay. If I didn't have any responsibilities, I'd come over. Yeah. I got none. <laughs> What's up, fool? Babysitter. Uh, so Kyle Shanahan came out today and said that he sees no scenario in which Jimmy Garoppolo is back with Jeez. the Niners next year. Where do you think is the best landing spot for Jimmy G? Man, they just um, Washington. They never appreciate that guy. No, no, it's always going to depend on where Aaron Rodgers goes, right? It's yeah. going to depend on where – if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, then Jimmy G goes to – Titans. Titans or Houston. Houston needs a quarterback. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay needs a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Follow Tom Raiders. Brady. Yeah, yeah. see, the I Raiders. In terms of dominoes, I think the Aaron Rodgers domino has to fall before anybody else moves. But yeah, they don't have the rights to franchise Jimmy G, and you know he's not uh, Kyle Shanahan. You know, there you're hearing it's it from like the horse's the, mouth. It's like every time he comes back from like some terrible injury, he does great, gets them into the playoff contention, he gets hurt again, and, and, and he just no, no way, no way he's back. He's not our guy. If you're I the mean, Niners, like people like him. 
If you're the Niners, though, Trey Lance injured. Who yeah. knows when he's going to come back? Brock Maybe Purdy the middle of the injured. summer. Brock Purdy injured. He who knows if he's going to be ready for this season or not. Supposed to come back by training camp, but it's a UCL. Why don't you have him yeah. as a backup to the backup to the backup? Maybe he doesn't want to come back. It's probably expensive. Well, it's, it's hard to keep three quarterbacks. Sure. All that you right? need to pay. You're paying all three. Now, Brock Purdy's on a on a rookie deal, yep. which makes it easier. Trey Lance signed for more because he was a top, uh, top yeah. draft pick. Jimmy G, you know, last year I think they signed him for one year $10 million, something like that, with performance bonuses or, or number of games played he got paid. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, – Jimmy G is not going to be in San Francisco this year. I, w- I will call my shot. I say he'll be the quarterback of the New York Jets. Raiders. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Raiders. Jimmy Aaron G- Rodgers to Jimmy the Raiders. Jimmy G feels like a Jet. Yeah, that, that works. That feels he just it's like a Joe Flacco type situation. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. What's up, fool? Uh, all right, do you want one more? Yeah, yeah do one Sure. More. Okay, let's do one. Um, do you want to do a dating one or Jaron Jackson Jr.? Dating, dating one. Definitely dating dating one. one. This is, by the way, two days in a row where we passed on JJR. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to it eventually, I swear. Maybe next week. Um, as you know, I like to keep my dating life separate. So yes. we talked about it yesterday on the show. So this is not a me thing specifically. So okay. with Valentine's Day coming up, how long should you be seeing someone before you ask them out for Valentine's? And is there too much connotation behind it if you do ask them that's out? That's a really oh, good that's question. that's an interesting question, yeah. That should have been like I real ask interesting questions. questions. That feels like a, that wheel, of a wheel of questions. That, you should have saved Do you that. want to save that for tomorrow? No, no we're going to save it for next. Coming up next. <laughs> I'm just flashing. Sure. I, I think that's a real topic. Then let's do that's it next. a real topic. Let's do that next. That's a really interesting question. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. Plus, I want to, we have not had a chance to do this. Uh, the SC football schedule, the UCLA football schedule, both out. We'll kind of dice those apart a little bit and look at those. And the thing that scares Aaron Andrews more than anything. That's all coming up for you, Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN.